Hey, yo, yo, what up? It's Mixmaster Mike, the serial wax killer, Beastie Boys, DJ Assassin, and you're tuned into Verbal Shenanigans. Don't be a clown. Don't sleep. Check it out, y'all. But our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Yeah, I mean, his shenanigans are cruel and tragic. Which makes them not shenanigans at all, really. Evil shenanigans. I swear to God, I'll pistol whip the next guy that says shenanigans. Hello, everybody. Welcome on back to the Verbal Shenanigans Podcast. Um, coming off a big week. Coming off a big week. I hope you tuned in last week. And if you're a new fan, um, you should go tune into last week. Because last week, we had the one and only George Thurgood on. We got a lot of reactions from you guys. A lot of people are like, holy crap, you had George Thurgood? Even my aunt. My aunt, who's never listened to an episode of our podcast ever, nor has ever acknowledged the fact that I... Um, do any kind of entertainment or anything like that with like, oh my god, me and my uncle, me and your uncle, we go to George Thorogood concerts all the time. We're big fans, so thank you guys. Scotty, me and your uncle, they we make out to the George Thorogood. I just want you to know that we 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 were listening to your podcast. We even started kissing during it, and oh, it was wonderful. Yeah, we made we made your cousins too bad to the bone. Actually, we uh, <laughs> it was amazing. All three. I mean, we, all three of them, we had that soundtrack on. It's amazing what that song can do to the female body. Yeah, your uncle doesn't know how to change his CD player. That's why we only had that one song. I keep telling him, hit shuffle, and he did. And he goes, what? <laughs> but anybody, anybody. Anyway, welcome to, welcome to the show. Glad to be back. Glad to be rolling here. We've had a lot of good weeks. Um, in the last few weeks leading up to this week, which this week is this week is great. Mike, what's on your lap? Uh that's Leia right there. You know Leia. Oh, that's your that's your other dog. Yeah, yeah. You you know Leia and Callie. Yeah, you have Callie. You know, we uh Callie used to hang out at our house every once in a while, your house every yeah. once in a while, well my dog. Um, and then you got Leia, like, I don't know, what, two months ago, a couple months ago? No, it's probably more. A little further back than that. Yeah. I would probably say around six months ago, somewhere in that. Has it been that long? Okay. Um, why are you sitting there with a childish grin on your face? Um, you know, usually these are the weeks where I try to keep in that I'm going to Disney and not admit that, but it's probably the less embarrassing item. Of the week this week. Okay, so. okay. Yeah, we uh, we know you're going to Disneyland next week. So totally different. So I'm cool now. Okay, right. I'm cool. Right. right. But um, I put my foot down. Like we're not going to Disney World, and I showed her we're going to Disneyland. Um. Yeah, Scott. So um, as I stated, we are flying out in two days, and mm-hmm. we are having mm-hmm. our dog trainer who is. Taught uh, Leia so much at uh, PetSmart, she will be watching Leia right. this week. So we went there Friday night just to make sure she gets along with the other dogs in her house. And she is currently housing a Golden Doodle Husky mix uh-huh. that, uh, uh-huh. you know, she has four dogs and... Uh, she was just housing that one. I forget how she got in touch with the dog, but uh, she relayed to, to the wife um, 
you know, the dog's available. And uh, I'm mm. like, you know, absolutely not. Two dogs is enough. Three is uh, absolutely insane. Can't so the, you were doing the, this with the same energy where you're like, yeah, no more Disney trips. Next vacation is my vacation. Um, we're going to where I want to go. We're going to go see some scenery. Like that's like how that stuff has worked in the past. You're, that yeah. same energy? I, I'm starting to think reverse psychology. I got to start attempting because yeah. this regular psychology is not working because uh, we went over to the house and uh, we met the dog and um, and she kind of said, you know, the dog doesn't um, really get close to men. She said um, that, um, you know, when I tried to do the whole sniff my hand thing, the dog went away. It's like, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, slowly as we were there, the dog went from staying away, stiffing my hand to coming up to me. I was giving him scratches. Um, he was showing his belly, showing that, um, you know, he was safe in front of me. Yeah. And uh, my first my first point. reaction is. This is the greatest saleswoman of all time. She's like, yeah, he normally doesn't like men, so you're probably not interested in in this dog. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. he, he's really standoffish to men. So the first man that comes through the door, oh my god, I am the I'm the dog whisperer. This dog must really, really, really love me. I'm different. Yeah, yeah, and as much as my wife is saying she didn't give any idea to it, like. The entire time as we were there with the dog, she kept on emphasizing the story. It's like, it's Mike's decision. Um, yeah, I'm not pushing anything. We're not. He he's, he says we can't get a third dog. Um, kept on emphasizing the me part of it in the conversation. It, but not it sounds it. like one of the two of you know how to use reverse psychology, and it's not you. Apparently so, Scott. Um, <laughs> Uh, I got three dogs now. Um, three dog. You have a pack. Yeah. You have a pack now. Yeah. Uh, when the dog, when we picked it up, I'm like, okay, this is trial. You know, we, this is a week before vacation. This now, now, can I interject trial. for a second um, to any, anybody new who might be listening? Um, now, if you've been with us, you know that Mike is, there's, there's some, there's some big, long-running jokes that Mike is like a man pup. In fact, we took the joke so far to have a man pup on the show. Suki uh, James? Yeah. Um, did we have him on twice? Twice. Twice. He, he wrote a book. <laughs> we wrote him on the book. Yeah, yeah. We, so so uh, Mike turns into um, a bowl of pudding, if you will. The biggest softie ever around dogs. Now, I'm a dog guy. And I love dogs, and I love them. Mike is a different level. Like, we've gone places. We were doing interviews with Indy car racers and NASCAR racers, and a dog came came around, and he basically couldn't focus on the race car driver. He was focused on the dog. Yeah, Sage Karam, who was an Indy driver currently in the NASCAR Xfinity circuit, he walked through the door with his dog, and I immediately went to the dog and didn't say a word to him until – the actual interview started. And then when Scott was mocking me saying, all I care about is the dog, I said, I don't have dogs on the brain. First question, Sage, are you a good boy? Yeah. 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 
So that's a little little history of Mike here. So this is not mm-hmm. surprising to me, but you went from the guy that I was like, Mike really needs a dog. Like I always said it. I'm like, he would love a dog. Mm-hmm. Several years later, you now have three dogs. Three dogs, two puppies in the house. Um, kind of even give you a little clarity on how great of a dog father I am. At some point during the banner versus during last week's episode, Leia, who's currently was downstairs, was dropping turds on the basement floor down here. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you figure out when it happened, you'll win the t-shirt, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. And it's funny because the minute second that Leia started dropping turds on the verbal shenanigans podcast. It, it, what's funny is usually you're doing that during the show, but not now it's you and the dog. It's got to be terrible down there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was respecting George Thorogood, though I held it in. But it was during George. <laughs> no, it oh. was it was a banter beforehand. <laughs> okay, but, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bear to the bone. Knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> so. You acquire this third dog. Um, I'm assuming you turn into a mush pile, and we're like, "Okay, we'll do it." What is the thinking? Like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna get the third. I mean, it was definitely a struggle to say yes. As much of a dog lover I am, I kept on saying in my head, "It's a lot." Like, it's a lot of to deal with, and all, especially like. Um, like now that I'm going back into work, you know, so I'm getting up early because the right. commute is atrocious. There's just something about needing to make sure three dogs have done their business before I go out the door and everything. Um, I get, as we got the dog home, as happy as the wife is, I'm still saying in my head, this is a trial. This is a trial. It may not work out. It's a trial. It's a trial. It's a trial. I'll give this new one all the credit in the world. He has acclimated to Leia to become her playmate, to get all the energy out of her, which in turn leaves Callie 100% alone with being an older dog. That's what she wants. So insanely, this is starting to work out pretty good. Granted, we are four days into this thing, Mm -hmm. but... uh, yeah, we um, we removed the word trial. His name is Vader Luke Berlu. Um, Vader Luke. I feel like that's uh, you know, like a, I don't know where it came up with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it basically, the wife was ready to call it Luke for Luke and Leia, and then the trainer's like, he looks more like a Vader, and she's like, yeah, you're right. So it became Vader. And all of our dogs have middle names. So she's like, what the hell could it be the middle name? I'm just like, Vader Luke. And there it is. So, yeah, you keep telling me you're not going to have a Star Wars bathroom at some point. But yet she just does the Jedi mind trick on you, no pun intended. And you suddenly have another dog. I, I, I cannot wait till six that. months from now. All of a sudden you're like, yeah, look at Jar Jar, my seventh dog. <laughs> but I said no eight. 
I said, eight is not enough. Seven is enough. <laughs> this is Jar Jar Rose because we ran out of names. So here's the two worst characters <laughs> ever in Star Wars history. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, it surprises me just the fact like three dogs, but it doesn't surprise me because I feel like I don't know. I feel like it was coming in in some way. Um, so so, how is uh, three dog life? That's a lot of poops, man. Yeah, I mean it works out when you don't pick it up, so it's all good. Um, you don't pick up the poop. What is your house just a pound of a mound of shit? <laughs> they go. They we. I have woods. They go in the woods. Okay. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, if, if if you're gonna drop a package off at Mike's house. <laughs> Bring bring an axe, a plastic bag, and a gas mask. Yeah. Amazon, FedEx, all of them, they hate me. They hate me. You know, they just leave it in the middle of the road, my package. Just on top of the pile. <laughs> um, I mean, so far, it's working out good. I mean, the first night, Leia played the whole jealous game because the dog was just... He, he just so calm and laid back i mean he really and he's young time, too right like he's a, he's a young he's, uh, he is five months old he is that's crazy I, i'm wondering if you're just like and i I'm, I'm not saying like this is gonna happen but if he's just like buying time because he was nervous and adopted and then he's gonna be like okay i'm comfortable baby let's go like yeah, <laughs> he's gonna turn into crazy it will get interesting because, like I said, the mix is Golden Doodle Husky, so there could be some height and growth with this guy. I mean, Leia, we kind of lucked out. Like, we never saw the Boykin in her. We just saw a pure chocolate lab. But I think the Boykin part is what's keeping her at her height. So that's working out. Um, but like I said, I mean, after the first night, the two of them just play along with each other. Callie gets to sit on the couch and think nothing of it just be uh, old and chill yeah yeah so four days in clearly this will be the entire run of this right when there. when's the uh fourth God, just, i'm tired man <laughs> don't put that in the earth right now come on man all right, at least so let me get to like my fifties before this. Let's happens. mark this down. We're recording on February eighth. Um, by next February, there will be a fourth one in the house. There's no doubt in my mind. Your, your, your wife has a, a addictive personality, or she gets really into something. And I think right now it's dogs. So you're gonna have like five or six. I'm just worried. I'm like she'll like branch out. It's like. Burlu, you're a bird guy now. Oh, dude, you turn into a bird guy. I swear to God, I'm not doing this cast anymore. I swear, I freaking hate pet birds. I like birds in the wild, but I hate nasty birds in a cage. It's poop on a piece of newspaper. Not a fan. I swear, she said she's done it three parrots. I swear. Yeah, all of a sudden we're doing the cast, and you hear, is your mic on, dude? Because, like, I can't all hear fluttering. Yeah, he he flew in our house. Uh, He's a bald eagle. Uh, I was going to call the authorities, but the wife said, no, let's keep it. Leia loves it. (laughs) Well, well, I'm glad you have your pack. Um, I'm actually thinking um, we have such a great guest on tonight. We have such a great guest that I think we're going to throw him right in the front of this 
this episode. Um, I, we, you know, we just came off George Thurgood. We've we've had a lot of great names on the, on the podcast in recent memory. Uh, Perez Helton was a big name, but we also had Mike Todd. Um, I got to say, Mike, this this guest coming up was one of one of our our hunts. I will say more of your hunt. Um, mm-hmm. but we continued to talk like, let's keep emailing him. Something might happen. Um, so how long ago was it that we initially reached out? I believe it was five and a half years ago. Five and a half years. Think about how many dogs you'll have in five and a half years time. I mean, I could be a ferret guy. You don't know. Dude, another thing. You turn into a ferret guy, there's no chance I'm talking to you anymore. I hate them, too. They're weird. She names them after the Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. This is is a character that had a full episode that no one remembers. (laughs) (laughs) Who was Dwayne? What the hell? (laughs) Yeah, I don't remember. Remember, imagine Dwayne the Ferret. <laughs> that's, when you, that's when no one's ever coming over your house again. Like, yeah, come over for dinner. Oh, don't mind Dwayne. <laughs> Next plane in the pots when I make stew. What can I tell you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so five and a half years we've been chasing him. Yep. Journey five and a half years to set up tonight's guest. He's a DMC world title holder. He invented tweak scratching. Tweet, tweet. On one of the most iconic beat makers in the world. He performed with Cypress Hill. He was a member of the Beastie Boys. He is a legend behind the turntable. Tonight we chat with Mix Master Mike. Mix Master Mike, who... Um... I mean, Hello Nasty was a Beastie Boys album that just, you know, they were in a different stratosphere for a long time. They kind of dialed back down, and then Hello Nasty came out and just threw them into a... When Intergalactic came out, like, oh, my God, it was... Mm. it was just ever, Me and my buddies literally just rapped that to each other while we were in high school and just, like, drove around in our cars and blasted that album non stop um the second you hear that intro it's like stop everything we're listening to this there's no other options here yeah so one of the legends in the game let's bring him on nice and early um so maybe you guys will stick with us at the end that's also our strategy here but uh no uh all kidding aside one of the greatest uh and the biggest guests we've had uh such an honor here's our interview with mix master mike yo Hey, look who it is, hey. Mix Master Mike on the show. What is up? What is up? How are you, man? Hey guys, mm. Good, good. How you guys doing? We're doing great, man. Oh. Um, just just happy to have you on. So thank you for joining. Um, I'm Scott. That's Mike. Um, and yeah, so welcome, welcome to Verbal Shenanigans here. All right. Well, pleasure to meet you guys. Yeah, yeah mm. man. Mike. Yes. It's, uh, it's funny. We... You know, we've been doing this show for like nine years, and there's certain guests that we like try to reach for because we're fans and try to hunt down. And then we don't go away. We're kind of like a virus, and we just keep <laughs> keep looking for it. So this is like a culmination of a long time of trying to reach out to you. So I want to thank thank you for finally giving us uh, uh, some minutes on the show here, man. 
man that's awesome of course man yeah you know timing timing is of the essence and uh it's all meant to be absolutely february 1st first (laughs) that's right that's right the first of february (laughs) so let me ask (laughs) let me ask you you um you know you you've been in this game for, for for so long now and you see like uh, equipment changing and trending changes and the way DJs do things. Um, how much of how much is of what you do a balance of sticking like kind of to your roots, but also like kind of blending into to newer stuff and new abilities and, and modern technology and whatnot? Well, I mean, for me, I mean, um, as far as like modern technology goes, it's it's, it's pretty much a gift. Yes, for for for, mm. for artists like me, because because we started out, you know, Turn it wasn't tape, so right? easy. Yeah. It wasn't so wasn't so easy that uh, no. the level of diff- the level of difficulty was much much higher. So so now now you give us you give an artist like me easy easy tools to work with, and it's just it's just uh, I mean I mean it's it's, it's awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it's Absolutely. it's just it, it's just all how you apply it. You know what I mean? For me. Um, I don't like getting nostalgic. I like to move forward. I, I mean, as a, as a, as a trailblazer, and I humbly say that, um, is, is, um, is I, I'm always turning the page and not thinking of what I did yesterday. But I mean, as far, I mean, as far as technology goes, man, I was able, I'm able to utilize it in, in the best, best way possible that suits my style yeah. of, cre- uh, of, of creating. And that's what it's about. Do you, it's about do you ever look yourself. at like newer DJs and be like, man, I, I love to see you with what, what I had 30 years ago, you know, like do you ever look at them and be like, yeah, it's cool what you're doing, but there's a whole, we, we like, made that. <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah. What's fun. What's funny is, um, um, I, I, I get tagged on so many like posts on, on, on social media as like, like old DJ battles of myself, like yeah. back mm-hmm. in the nineties battling other DJs and, and um, I'm looking, I'm like, wow, we just had these records. You know, we had records and we had to put stickers on the little records and, and mark the little spots sure. where we wanted to destroy. And now <laughs> these kids are like, you know what I mean? It's just like um, all they do is push buttons now and it's just like right there for them, you know? It's crazy. Oh, you could yeah. DJ on your phone. Like I literally was playing around with a DJ app like yesterday. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Yeah. 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 You know, what's funny is I'm the first one to, to, to create a DJ app and it was called Mixmaster Mike uh, Wheels of Steel. And that was that was in uh, uh, 2006 or seven. Yeah. And that that's I thought. I thought that was pretty groundbreaking as far as like having everything on your phone. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm still waiting for the day to have pro tools on your phone, you know? Oh, it's coming. It's coming. Oh, yeah. 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 But, um, but, but, but yeah, man, technology is definitely awesome, man. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm making beats on a piece of glass now. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. You know what I mean? On a, on a piece of glass sampling and chopping on a piece of glass, which is awesome. I'm thinking to myself, but I like to have, I, I like to use the hardware still, the hard, hardware uh, as far as like making beats and whatever, but, but it's yeah, just so fly to be able to take your iPad and, and, and make some bangers. You know, yeah. I, mean? yeah, I, I was going to ask, I was going to ask you, do you ever go back and like, just do it completely like analog and everything ever just, you know, just for nostalgic sake or. Um, yeah, a little, a little here, a little yeah. here and there, but, mm. but why go to, why go through the trouble? 
Yeah, I, I just like, meant more like you're at a, I don't know, family party or something, and you're just like, ah, oh, that's, uh, you know, or you're in the backyard or yeah. in your house. Like, let, let me remember hey, how look to do what this. I found in the garage. Yeah. You know? Oh, no, no, no. no I, was, I, I thought you were talking about it as far as like making music and stuff like that. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. Because, because there's different, there's like plugins that can replicate that analog feel now. That's gotcha. sick. Yeah. So why go back and, you know, we had the. Uh, we had to reach back there and plug in the ins and go into the outs and then go into the auxiliary and we had to mm. all these little cables and all this shit now and it's just like yeah um i'm just saying like yeah things are just much easier to to you know what i mean to sure. achieve as yeah. far as like mm. chopping and yeah yeah i mean what how, how long have i been in this guy i've been in this game for like well, 35 years now <laughs> wow yeah but um but you know, as you go, you may you become wiser to, to everything, and 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 um, your your bandwidth expands. You know. Yeah. <laughs> now you have brought up uh, your earlier battle rap, rap uh, DJ battles, where mm-hmm. you're, you're a multi-time champion. You've done tons of these DJ battles. When you go into them, is it really like? Are you going in? This is like a competition. I got to take you down. Or can you just go in there? Hey, how's it going, man? Let's have some fun. Let's nope, do this. No. no, back when I was battling, now it was war. There were no friends, zero friends. <laughs> wow. And, 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 it, and it's, it's, it's who, who could humiliate the, the, the other the most. That was the mindset <laughs> in, front of, in front of thousands of people. Who could oh, be man. humiliated more? <laughs> yeah, like pure rap battle. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when you were early on, do you remember a time where you got your butt whooped in something where you're like, oh, damn, they just took it tonight? No, I'm undefeated. <laughs> That's what I like to That's hear. Awesome. <laughs> 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 Brady and retired, again, not mixed master Mike. He's still and the again, and again, I, I, and, and again, I say that hum, uh, humbly. I'm, you know, I'm humble, man. Like, but, 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 but that was my mindset. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean if you're going to be the creator of the whole shit, then you're going to, you're going to, you're going to uphold the law of, 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 of the art. Yeah. So that's what, Got that's him. what I'm doing. I'm, I'm upholding the law. Absolutely. It, yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you've been in this game so long, you've done, you've done so much eclectic stuff from, you know, yeah. if we if we talk to the Beastie Boys, as one small, you know, one small part of what you, you've done, and, and you go through the years of mixing styles and mixing, you know, listen to music. How do you go about staying for? Like, I know you're working on new music. You got new stuff coming out, which we'll get to, you know, shortly. But how do you go about like staying fresh creatively? Um, like, where are you drawing inspiration from? Are you tr- always trying to do something new? Or is there always like, okay, I'm going to stick to, um, you know, a bass plan that works for me? Like, how do you, what's your creative process like these days? Uh, I mean, creative processes, uh, well, basically, you know, I'm, I'm addicted to, to, to creating. Sure. You know, I'm, just, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm just a creative, and that's what I do. This is what I was sent here to, to do. And, um, I, I guess, you know, liven up. I was sent here to liven up all the dead space in the world. I like that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and mm. and you know, I, I, make, I make a song, two songs a day, mm. every day. And I've been doing this yeah. for a long time. So I have, a, I have a bolt of just albums and albums and music. And, and it's just like, sometimes I like to just sit back and look back on it and see how I, where my mind was. Yeah. So so basically, I, I feel I feel like making music is kind of like a diary, a sonic diary for me. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I, I agree. So I, look back I agree with that. Uh, that like I was just telling someone the other day, um, you know, we've been doing this for a little over nine years and I'll click on an episode nine years ago and I'm like, I don't know what the hell we were talking about or even who were, and it is like a, right, it's like an right. audio yeah. diary. And I'm like, maybe one day I could give this to my son and be like, Hey, this is what your dad was doing for the, you know, decades of his life. He could hear it like a, like an audio diary, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like how could one remember what they talked about in episode 5 million, um, uh, scene three or some shit. You know right. what I mean? Like right. you, exactly. you look back at it. It's kind of like it's kind of a treat for yourself. It is because awesome you're re- yeah. because you're because you're constantly rediscovering yourself. Yeah, and yeah you're, absolutely. And you're like, oh shit! And 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 you know what? And that's all part of growth. I you know, agree. That's growth. I agree. That's mm. growth. And um, yeah, yeah. I, I I couldn't. I don't know what I would do without creating because it's just like you know. Mm. I I feel you know. It's like it's like working out too. Like if I don't work out. Or if I don't make a beat, I feel stagnant. You know what I mean? I'm like, damn. I, I, feel I, I was like, I wasn't better than I was yesterday. I agree. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's my mindset is to be better than I was yesterday. So, I mean, with all your improving and love yes, making yes. stuff, you, it's got to kill <laughs> yeah. you when you have to like do like a TV show and they're like, you have to do exactly this. It has to end at this exact moment. <laughs> we want it this way. And all the, is that just drive you nuts? No, I, 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 I I actually invite the challenge. Really? I have that much confidence in myself that, okay, I'm going to, okay, they're going to give me a blank canvas and then I'm going to, I'm just going to throw up a bunch of stuff that I feel. Mm. And then, and then, and, and it, then it just becomes a one of one, you know what I mean? Like an NFT, like yeah. everything for me is a one of one. It's an NFT. Basically I've been doing NFTs since I started. You know what I mean? These are all one of one pieces that I don't really think about. I just, Go I with just it. throw it up on there. Mm-hmm. I just go with it, but then I do little tweaks here and revisions or whatever. But but it's all just like just it just it just pours out, you know. Yeah, that's a good segue. Like that's a good segue to my next question. Like, it, you, you're making two songs a day. You've been doing this for eight million years. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. How do you decide what to put out to the public? Like, if you're doing, you that's know, the it, tricky part, or put on an album and whatnot. How do you decide? Okay, this is. <laughs> it and like you said you got confidence you got experience you you've done it all like how do you go okay this is the one i need people to hear um well see that's that that's the challenge of it all um for me for me i'm a beat person so i'm just like okay let me just get 20 songs that i love the drums on like every one of these songs i love the drums i love the way they hit and i'm gonna go with all this it's the, I, I i you know i choose the better sounding ones sonically you know what i mean the, the ones when i'm playing in my car that are just banging my speakers to, you know what i mean yeah just yeah the ones that are just like yeah yeah but you, it makes me wonder like would that like think makes me think back to all the sampling that happened in the early days and how hot it was and then it kind of cooled down uh, like where do you say this is this is still me. I keep doing it. And where do you say I got to get to something new and I got to stop this? Yeah, what's what, what's funny is uh, um, my last album, Ready Slayer One, which I put it out. I put out last year. Um, I challenged myself not to use any samples, and um, I achieved it. I, I achieved. I, I it was. I would say it was ninety to ninety five percent no samples. 
and me actually playing um, stuff on my drum machine and, and, and synthesizers and, and stuff like that. So that's when I proved to myself that, okay, I don't really need to dig through the crates to make an album. I could just, you know, I mean, I could, you know, I have a melody in my head. I'll hum a melody through my, on my notes mm. and, I, and I'll just play it. And, cool. and, 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 and these days of making music for me is less is more. Yeah. Less is uh, more. Less is more. My, 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 uh, my early compositions were like, oh, it was just like, a mind fuck of just all this shit. Yeah. Like one song, <laughs> one song could contain 10 songs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? It, it, it's, and, um, and they, I learned how to spread it out now. It, it's funny you say that. Like, um, uh, uh, one of my favorite bands thrice, um, just this morning, I think they're from Orange County, California over there. Um, they put out a re-recording of an album they put out 20 years ago, um, just to celebrate it. And it's, what I love about it is, you know, back in that that era, everything was compressed so much that it just felt like yeah. this one gigundo layer, like one big layer. And now they re-recorded it, like kind of a little bit more. They didn't they didn't mess with the songs or the structure, but they just re-recorded it like live in a room. And the guitars are crystal clear, and the vocals are just like kind of stripped down. And I loved it. I loved every second. I'm like, this is what. And not not to say that album wasn't great, but now it's like I'm um, hearing this in a raw, um, clear, not overproduced way, and 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 I, I love it. Like I think it was it's such a cool release to like revisit old music and be like, hey, maybe the record company was putting too much, uh, you know, or the record the the uh, artist was saying, you know, there's too much. We gotta squash this down. Um, it's really cool to hear them be like, hey, this is how the stripped down kind of cool version of the song is. So I'm wondering what well, you think a, about that. Like if you ever revisit I, your old music like that. Well, well I, I think well, the mindset for me is to, to make stuff. If, 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 if you can make something that is intriguing with less, com- less components, then you know you're doing something well. Right. You know what I mean? With the less components... Like oh, um, I mean, from from down to the snares to the hi hats to sure. whatever the melody is going to be. But for me, what you know, I, I think about because I play my stuff live when I perform. So when I play it live, I I want to do stuff over the top. You know what I mean? Yeah. Live in front of people, I don't want so much shit going, so much chaos. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, was, you know what I, mean? I invited the chaos, man. It was chaos with no order. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was chaos with no order. Now I have order. Right, you kind of lose your order in my case. Yeah, you, yeah. you lose yourself and like, how, look how much I can do. Look how much avail, like things I have available to me. But then sometimes you lose your yeah. direction a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Recording so, so, stopped. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so. I mean, I, I'm I'm more honed in now as an artist. So it's just like everything can be focused. Um, 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 everything could be focused as far as sounds go individually. You know what I mean? And and there's not too much fuckery going around. You know what I mean? Because all day sure. I, I could paint. I got many paintbrushes, you know what I mean? It's 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 all about it. You you just have to choose the right paintbrush. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. You can't throw them all at them. Yeah, yeah. You can't just throw like yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> I, I love as I was getting ready for this interview, hearing some of your old interviews, how you were leaving voicemails with to the members of, of the bc boys and i'll just like tagging them and i'll hey guys listen to my this is my stuff and i'll be yeah, brother. part of you and 
all that fun stuff. I'm, I'm kind of curious when you get into it with them and you've done work with Cypress Hill, does anything change in how you approach it or work ethic or anything? Or is it like literally what you do in your solo stuff is what you do anywhere else? Well, for me, I just, you know, it's, um, you know, I'm, I'm a sound scratch traffic controller as coach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm the head coach. I'm, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the music director. Yeah. So, 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 um, they, they, they got, they, they're able to trust me, you know? So, so I'm gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like sugarcoat things and throw stuff around and just throw it around. I want to be, I want to be the conductor of it. You know what I mean? I, and I take it really serious. You know, I take it really oh, serious. Yeah. I, I, I just tell the guys, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to mind fuck you during this shows. Just remember your lyrics. <laughs> you know, if, if shit changes, <laughs> just remember your lyrics. Cause I remember I used to have to back up Adam, Adam and Mike on the lyrics. Because I, would throw some, I would throw some crazy shit in for them to rap to yeah. out of nowhere. And they would just look, they would look back at me and like, what? I'm like, I'm like, yeah, rap. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, do it, do it. Yeah, do it, do it. It's going to be badass when you rap over the top of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Amazing. <laughs> so, that, that, so that was the mindset. Like every show was always different. You know what I mean? It was always a curveball. Yeah. Throwing curveballs. Wow. You know what I mean? I'm like, the, I'm like, uh, I'm like Nolan Ryan at the turntables. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that like um you know like we, have, we haven't touched any of your beastie boys stuff so I, I i gotta say like ask you um why i have you here like you know with the with the death of adam and and you know arguably my my favorite beastie boy and and, and whatnot how does the how do you guys regroup or or do you regroup even at all like do you is there any plans to like honor the legacy and go for is there even a way to go forward with the beastie boys or w with with the death of adam is that kind of like you know is, is that the end as far as new music or even live live for them what what is the, the how do you go forward i mean well you know i was i was i was adam yauk's apprentice you know what i mean right yeah mm -hmm. yep he's, he's, yeah. and um he he was my uh he was my Yoda, you know what I mean? Sure, yeah. He was my Yoda, and he was like he was our captain of, of, of the ship. So, um, I mean, when that happened, it was you know, it's hard. It's you know, really hard to replace anybody in our on our team. Uh, sure. So, and when yeah. you see the full, when yeah. there's yeah. four of us. Yeah. How do you replace like, any of them? That's kind of what mm -hmm. I'm getting at. Like, how do you replace any of you? Yeah. How, how how do you replace the four horsemen of the apocalypse? There'll be no apocalypse. No. Without exactly. You know what I mean. <laughs> Sonic apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like, um, you know, you know, uh, I, I just took, I just took his death as, uh, you know, I, I'm just grateful that I, we've shared so many experiences together, and he, and he, and he's taught me so much about how to carry myself through the business, and and just being an artist. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Being being an artist, and yep. um, um, again. Um, I, I did. I did have thoughts of having um, uh, Eminem come in. Uh, oh my god! Kind of join wow. us. Oh my god! Um, yeah. <laughs> and it's funny. And I'm, this is the first time I'm saying this, but uh, we were gonna. I was gonna do a track with with Adam, Mike, and Eminem, and me. Wow. And and um, that was that was this close to happening, but um, 
the guys, uh, Adam and Mike didn't want to rap anymore. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And, 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 and understood. And, and may, maybe because I told him Eminem was going to rap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? Eminem, you couldn't choose like a guy who could rap, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but I, I, I actually pushed for something to happen as far as like a single or something. But as far as touring, no. I mean, I thought about doing the hologram on it for, for, for yeah that, that's what i was getting at like is there any way probably not right every every everybody wants it so so bad but uh no you know yep. i just take it as a i take it as a an, an amazing and defining chapter in my career and and, being, and in being some, the fourth beastie and in some ways right like doing it and it's not being awesome is worse than you know, not to like not doing it is just that's it. You know, that's he was. Yeah, like you said, he was the 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 one of the heads of the. Uh, you know, the, what's the heads the, of the operation. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah exactly. He was our yeah. So he, he was our captain, and um, you know, we so many experiences together. I mean, we traveled the world together for for decades. I mean. Yeah, I mean, so many experiences, like, hmm. you know what I mean? And, um, yeah. yeah, it was just, just a heartbreaking situation, you know? Yeah. And um, it just pointed me in a whole other direction, you know what I mean? As far as a solo artist, I've always been a solo artist, which is a great thing, you know? Of course. I came into I yeah. came into the Beasties as a solo artist. Right. So, and I came out, and I came out, you know, as a solo artist, came out of the Beasties as a solo artist and still continued to do my thing in the name of Adam, you know what I mean? Because I always feel like he's with me all the time. And he's, he's cheering me on. He's rooting for me. Sure. Sure. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. 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 But um, yeah, I mean, for, for me, I mean, it was a dream come true, dream come true to become a, you know, they, they actually told me I was the fourth beastie. I was like, whoa, that's heavy. You know, for me, I mean, growing up a huge beastie fan Yeah. and uh, that my, my power of intention, uh, kind of came into fruition you know yeah i mean i like to consider myself the fifth beastie so you, you can know. yeah <laughs> I, I put in an application nobody's got back to me yeah so. <laughs> we gotta leave voicemails on mike's uh, mike's email <laughs> <laughs> that's all... funny because I, I i don't tell people oh yeah i'm on the fourth beastie but but Coming out of their mouth, absolutely like, okay. you are, man. Coming, yeah. co- coming out of their mouth, I'm just like, okay, yes. Come on, absolutely. If there's anybody in I, the world, it's you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think anybody's going now. Wait, a <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's check the integrity of this statement. You know, there's no way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, I'm you know, it, it was like, a beautiful thing. There's there's so much love and passion I feel from just like talking to you from all your music you've done. I got I've lived, I, no, I, I've, I've lived ten lifetimes. It, it's a beautiful I, thing, man. I, I know, I know, and it just keeps going and going and going. It's just like it's an amazing thing. How uh, you know you know my faith is really strong. I'm a man of faith, so uh, I do believe that I, I'm really channeling this thing, this machine which is me and um basically i'm just god's instrument and he's just playing me (laughs) (laughs) you know at some point at some you know what i mean that's what i think like i'm just you know just just being guided i'm just being guided bro mike not to be my my mic please don't take that please don't tell me next week on the podcast you're rambling about something and you call yourself god's instrument i will i will kick you off the show and well, I, mean, I mean, I will I replace you with Mixmaster. On it, Scott. Yeah, I yeah. Mean. I think Mixmaster Mike and Scott sounds way better than Burlu and Scott. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
with all this love and passion, all the things you say, is there something in particular that comes to your mind that was the square peg in the round hole that it's like somebody's like, no way you're going to get these two things together, like Dre and Polka or something like that, where you mix it up and you go, blood out. I, you mean, I, I, I do that. Uh, I do that with every one of my projects. I mean, uh, um, I infused uh, Chinese opera into over 808 beats and um, <laughs> all of that shit. You know what I mean? Chinese mm-hmm. opera to, to Israeli, like to, to Turkish music. Yeah. I mean, like it's all the infusion. It's all a, everything. All my projects and all my compositions are just a huge gumbo. You know what I mean? It's just a gumbo of shit. And it's just like, it's unbelievable how it comes together too. Because I'll be fucking with a Turkish uh, sample and some opera, and I'm just like, how can I mash these two together? I know it's like it's like relish and peanut butter, but fuck, how can we make it? How can we make it tasty? Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean, <laughs> throw some throw some paprika paprika in there. Oh, now it tastes worse, but good. You know what I mean? So, but so you gotta, my- you, gotta, you, gotta you, you gotta you gotta applaud applaud the uh it's all a challenge everything's a oh, challenge yeah. sure sure so mike i know yeah. you i know you got some new stuff coming out you have uh you're working on an album you got some shows coming up what what's coming up for mix master mike here yeah uh let's see i'm, I'm on the mountain dew uh tour um i'm, I'm doing a couple dates uh for that uh this month um i got i got a i got a charity event in san francisco at city hall this month um i got my my album my new album called opus x nice um is gonna drop i I got that done so should be dropping that soon and it's dope because uh it's uh the first record album i've made where my dad's playing the drums oh that's awesome (laughs) yeah my dad yeah yeah my dad is uh my my dad was a a drummer uh back in the day an all funk soul drummer he was the only white drummer i mean in in, in an all african-american band and he used to play all of the rallies at the black panther he used to play all the black panther rallies in the 60s oh, wow so so my dad is one of those figures and um yeah we made an album together it's awesome. that's super cool we, 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 we made it through the uh, uh during the pandemic that's awesome <laughs> we made a lot of shit made a lot of shit during the pandemic that's great yeah but yeah i mean what can I say? There's, yeah, there's just a lot, a lot of shit that, you know, I'm just, I sit down and I, I got this table and I sit down and I look at my notes. And I'm like, okay, what am I going to attack? What am I going to attack mm-hmm. today? So, you know, it's funny, but I, I've learned how to interrupt my thoughts. Okay. That's the key okay. to, to be able to interrupt your thoughts because, you know, the mind is racing and that your mind could be your worst enemy as far as putting you in a standstill of, confusion to where you're like damn i don't know what to fucking do i want to do all of it i want to do all of it at once you know so now i'm able to interrupt my thoughts and stop the shit from stop it from ticking and and kind of like hone in on each thought go okay i'm gonna attack this and be committed to the one thing the one thing not all the fifty thousand. yeah things, you know what I mean? yeah. So all the fifty thousand things that are going through my mind right it's, it's kind like, okay. it's kind of like what we were talking about before right like even with the fifty thousand things in music right you can get yeah. so caught up in it and like i gotta make this layered thing and then you're like wait a minute let's let's tone it back let's get back to what what's great you know 
Absolutely. And you don't want to be questioning yourself, ever questioning yourself, because that is like, it's a curse. When you question shit, then it's just like, oh, it's, something's just not right. So, so I'm able to, again, <laughs> interrupt my thoughts and that and, you know that's like another that. podcast right yeah <laughs> interrupting but, but, your thoughts yeah that's what i that's what i've learned how to do and that, that's my that's one of my major accomplishments in life well if, any, there and just, uh, if anybody wanted to interrupt your thoughts on like social media or anything like that how could they contact mix master mike um shit i mean <laughs> they, they, they'd have to go into the 5d portal <laughs> we're in 3d right now they'd have to be uh, yeah yeah and and it's right there they have to go to egypt and in the, the giza pyramid they have to go through the giza pyramid stargate either that or they have to go to the mammoth mountains in kentucky so there's different points that you go and you revisit and you, and you can meet me where where i'm stationed at along with the galactic federation we are all stationed in there you know <laughs> oh okay. they're all they, yeah yeah but um yeah or how about a twitter handle is, yeah. it, is there one that yeah. oh shit yeah. okay. <laughs> i thought you were talking about this mike, mike, mike just went mike literally just went into another dimension another dimension <laughs> another dimension and <laughs> i'm like is there a website to that dimension <laughs> he literally said you have to go to egypt to figure out where he is yeah, yeah, um, I love that. Sometimes I'm not. Some sometimes I'm. Sometimes I just like to disappear. That's awesome, man. But 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 it's Instagram at Mixmaster Mike, Twitter at Mixmaster Mike, and then the official Mixmaster Mike on Facebook. And Mike, when's when's the new album come out? Um. Wow. I mean, I could put it out right now. So I'm just like at any time. I mean, I like to drop it before summer. I like to drop it okay. before summer. Great. I, I, I've also did some remixes for the band War. You know the band yeah, Absolutely. War? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I remade Slipping Into Darkness, uh, The World is a Ghetto, and a few other ones. But, um, yeah, look out for those. Those are awesome, too. Those are awesome. And, um, yeah, I got, a, I got, oh, I got, I got that album with uh, Steve Jordan, uh, Beat Odyssey 2020. You guys should check that out. That's, All right, it's, it's pretty oh, crazy yeah. too. So, uh, oh, and then I'm and I'm uh, I'm scoring the the neck the the Netflix uh, comedy Hall of Fame. Uh, no shit, year. that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you could go on go on go on Netflix. I, I did the first annual last year. I scored the the first annual. Oh, very uh, cool. It's, yeah. it, it's the very first nice. first comedy Hall of Fame. We inducted uh, George Carlin, uh, Robin Williams, Richard Pryor. So I have a chance. So, I have a chance to get in there. Yeah, you do have a chance. Yeah, well, I'm your in. Yeah, I could be your in. That's yeah. right. Gotta be funny. <laughs> gotta be funny though. Well, well, that then then I'm out. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, uh, we had such a blast with you. Uh, we wish you good luck on everything. I mean, Absolutely. keep up that positive yeah. attitude. Absolutely. Absolutely, brother. Love it. And uh, we definitely will keep in touch with you and all. Tay, tag me on the tag me on this when you're done editing or whatever, so we I could like blast it out to one hundred percent. Such such 100%. a such a great interview, man. Thank you for your time, man. You guys, you guys are awesome. Yeah, I thank appreciate you. Appreciate you guys. The one and only Mix Master Mike. We got it done, baby. We got it done. Got him on the show, and it was well worth it. All right, Art Garfunkel, I'm coming for you. Yeah. Getting on here. Yeah. Art, you're next, baby. You can't <laughs> avoid us. Uh, but yeah, what a uh what a great interview. What a what an awesome guy. 
Oh, man. He, the view, he's confident in his stuff, and there's no cockiness of it because he's that damn good. That's how amazing he is. And that's how I feel about my, our podcast. We're just so good that we don't care if anyone listens, and that's been our motto forever. Yeah, man. It's it's like, well, where can I find it? You'll find it on your own, okay? Yeah. That's how good it is. You will find it. You will Google it, and you will enjoy it. <laughs> Mike, um, real quick, uh, you know, you're going, you know, a good DJ, a good DJ has to to think on their feet, you know? Um, they got to mix things that don't quite fit together. Um, okay. They they can mix things that don't quite go together. Um, so I have a couple scenarios for you, and I'm 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 curious if you can put the put a positive spin on the this this concept. So okay. you're going to Disneyland next week. Um, so what is better for a person's career? than being in a Disney movie. Like, that's an instant, Ooh. like, okay, I'm back with the people. People love me. Kids love... They're, they're throwing you out there to kids, yeah. you know? Um, so I decided that tonight what you are going to have to participate in um, is... I'm going to give you some people who have been canceled, okay? Oh. All right. And then we're going to spin a wheel... And you're going to have to place them in a Disney movie, and you're going to tell me how they're going to change their image. So these Disney movies might be remakes. You know, you could could take it how you want to take it. Um, It could be, can we put them in the original, slide them in, an extra character. Um, You're going to you're going to kind of go through um, a couple guys uh, or girls, and you're going to tell me how they're going to re re image themselves um, to to come back from being canceled where they've now been placed into a Disney movie. All right. I'm ready for this, man. Okay. Um, All right. Would you like the person first or the movie first? Let's go with the movie. Okay. Okay. So we're going to spin our Disney wheel. Yes, I have a Disney wheel. I'm sure... I'm sure you have a Disney wheel or, or it's two in the bathroom. In your, yeah, yeah. It's the big toilet paper wheel. Um, <laughs> all right, Mike. Your movie is The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh. Okay, okay. The Hunchback. Of, not not one of the most well-known movies, you know? Like, mm. I feel like it's not it's not in people's hearts like, like certain movies are. But, Mike... Your first person that you have to put into a Disney movie, he had a rough year this year. You got to put Will Smith into the Hunchback in Notre Dame. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. You know, know, he lives in a clock tower. He's ugly. Like, how's Will Smith going to regain his career through that movie? Well, what he's going to do is he's going to just get the confident. You know, it's not the look. It's the competence of the person. And I feel that's what's going to happen with the hunchback. He is not going to just go up there and say, you got to go in the shadows and like talk to mm-hmm. talk to ladies. He's going to actually reverse it. So the good looking one is going to be in the shadows and the hunchback is going to be right in plain sight talking to the lady. And he's just going to be chatting with him, 
about, oh, you got to be smooth and all, and you just... Wait, so he's just Will Smith. Like, he's not, yeah, he's he's not like, even a character. He's just like, I'm like, Will. Yeah, well, if you think about it, most of his early movies was just him being Will Smith. There was no acting there. Okay, that took a okay. While. So you just see him just like, oh, he, he just starts breaking out dancing. He's like, this is what you got to do, Quasimodo. And he's like, oh, oh, oh. He does like a little spin on the, the hunch, you know. The girls are going nuts. Okay. And then... Like, there's this moment where the girl is like, you know, I love you, but I can't get past this this hunchback. And he's just going to, when he hears that, he's just going to walk right up, and he's going to slap him right in the back, and that bubble's <laughs> going to burst, and he's just a new man. So Keep his back out of your mother effing name. So they just build the slap right into the Disney movie. He, he slaps the hump out of the, <laughs> out of the humpback. That's brilliant. How how else are you going to get past it by just saying acknowledging it happened? Let's make something good out. Wouldn't of this. it be great if it was just like some cyst and you're like, dude, just like if you would have went to a dermatologist, that would have been gone yeah. years ago. And Will Smith just slaps it. And it's like one of those pimple, pimple popper videos. It just mm-hmm. explodes. I like that. That's a great take. He's like, you could have just used Oxy-10. What the hell? And then they just kind of like joke about it and do like the Carlton dance maybe. And like, he's, oh, yeah. he's cleared in people's minds. I like that, Mike. Well done for the first Thank one. You. Really well done. Okay, here we go. We're going to spin the wheel. Okay. We're going to spin the wheel. And we get, okay, we get Monsters, Inc. Are you familiar? Very familiar. Very, very, very familiar. Now, um, Monster Inc., maybe number two is coming out. I don't know how you're going to interpret this. But um, a man who's had a very bad year, maybe an anti-Semitic year, uh, maybe uh, he's rambling a little bit. Maybe his mental health is not the greatest. Um, Kanye West is getting casted to, uh, or as you say, ye. Um, Kanye West is getting casted into um, Monsters Inc. Um, how do we how do we repair his image? Because Disney repairs all in the minds of, of of the public. Yeah, well, what's going to happen is we're we're going to kind of redo the first movie, like the first redo. Movie kind of, we're revisiting. Yeah. Okay, I we're like- revisiting. We have the same concept where the monsters still think that they have to like go in. The closets and scare kids and stuff like that to get energy into their universe and if uh spoiler alert they in the end they found out they get more energy from laughter than scares so that's how they close it out right i kind of see it as like ye did you just spoiler like, alert like a 25 year old movie I don't know who doesn't watch movies. Like, you just asked me if I was familiar with the movie. At that point, it's just like, you know, I'm sorry. I don't care what you. Dan Bravo shenanigans. I love Mixed Master Mike, but then you spoil Monster Thing for me. I did not appreciate that. I just got my Disney Plus password from my uncle, and I was going to use it tonight. (laughs) So, what's going to happen is. Kanye is going to talk them down from scaring people by telling them, I know all you guys, you monsters do is scare kids, but I'm a man who has scared you adults for the last three years. So he's like the boss 
like the last level monster kind of. Well, what he's doing, he's he's trying to say, I learned my ways because he sees what they're doing to the kids, but he gains a realization that he was doing the same thing for adults mm. by scaring them half to death. And he's going to try to explain to them, you know, we, I understand what you're going through, but we, we got to bunker down and think of a new way because we have to care about the mental health of our universe. I All I cared about was screaming anti-Semitic stuff <laughs> for the, or whatever the word so is for the last... It, it, instead of boo, he just comes out and goes, do, do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, like his doors go into adults' closets. It's like, get out of it, Kanye. I didn't vote for you. Right. Damn it. But, but that's what he's going to do. He's just going to say, fear drives people nuts and we need a better universe. Both your universe and our universe needs to be better. And he just brings them together. And he'll actually bring the monsters into our world, and we all become friends. Wow. Okay. Repairs his image, addresses his mental health issues. Um, you know, he apologizes in a way, right? He apologizes in... Well, until the post-credits. Yeah, yeah. And then we're back to square one. <laughs> After the credits, yeah, yeah. He's just like, yeah, I hate Jews. Yeah, yeah. Uh... <laughs> All right, Mike. Nice job. Nice job. We got... Well, let's do two more. Let's do two more. Ooh, um, okay. You're cruising right now. You haven't struggled yet. But... Um, okay, your Disney wheel says... Toy Story. Oh, okay. Are you familiar? <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler, Woody and Buzz are good friends at the end. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Now, um, she had a tough year. You know, she went from America's Sweetheart, groundbreaking uh, comic, groundbreaking in the LGBT community, um, you know, came out in the 90s, I, I believe it was. Um, but she got a lot of flack in the last two years for being very, very mean to her, um, her co-workers and her staff and being terrible. Um, you're going to have to put Ellen DeGeneres into Toy Story. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I think what we can do is we can you have the toys there and she brings them into counseling so the toys are going to still be like and she's just ellen she's not a character she's gonna she's just she's gonna be ellen and like she's struggling with her psychiatrist saying i'm not a bad person i don't know why people say i'm bossy they're making up stories blah 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 and the psychiatrist is like you know what we got to do some role playing mm. to get to the center of this. And they're like, this little boy dropped off this box of toys and we're going to okay. work through these toys and all. And it's right. all the gang It's Woody and uh, <laughs> Buzz and Bo Peep and all of them. And Ellen just has to talk out and all. She, it's like, all right, I'm Sheriff Woody and all. And it's like, howdy, old kids and all. I'm the. I'm the sheriff of the show, and you gotta listen to me because our show is what pays the bills. And on Buzz is like, uh, but why do they sound like Bill Clinton? <laughs> well, I, I don't I'm know going how to do a Tim, uh, 
uh, Tom Hanks. So. I don't know. It came up, came off a little bit. Going to pay the bills and all. <laughs> and then the psychiatrist picks up Buzz and it's like, but the, the staff is working so hard and you have so many rules. And like, gosh, Charlie, we need rules. That's what a policeman does. And all. And then they bring out. Uh, like the Rex, and he's like, you weren't let me look at your guests, no. Gosh, Charlie, you know, the, the guests got to be comfortable. And it's just mm. like a full hour of having the entire Toy Story cast acting out every problem. So, in the so the movie has a full hour scene of <laughs> of grievances. Yeah, well, so the movie's like an hour. A lot of grievances from Ellen DeGeneres. So <laughs> the movie's an hour and a half, and an hour of it is them just going, "You were an asshole. <laughs> you know, you were mean to me." Well, like maybe the first session is not the breakthrough, right? And she's like, and the psychiatrist is like, "Take these home and work this out at home," and mm-hmm. then like the toys come to life and they try to talk to her through all her problems and all everything that's happening. And she comes to the realization that like her whole show was about being fun and playful. And that's what these toys are. And they show her how to be a true person and not to be so condescending and so arrogant and so egotistical. Okay. Okay. I like it. I like it. Like, Maybe maybe Bo Peep's like the last one to turn because she she you know she feels like you were my female boss you meant so much to me you know you were groundbreaking but I can't I, I can't uh, go with what you were doing and she learns yeah, Bo her Peep lesson. is like the assistant that had to deal with her nonstop for the entire Ellen show. <laughs> That's right. why she can't let go. I like it. I like it. I don't know where Bill Clinton entered the story, but I, I, I'm following. I'm following. Yeah. All Bill right. Clinton can go anywhere he wants. Yeah, right? Apparently. Epstein Island, it doesn't matter. Um. <laughs> now, don't ask me to put that in a Disney movie. It's funny, funny you say that. He, he, <laughs> Moana. <laughs> he, was, he was on my list. All right. I just spun your wheel. I spun your wheel for the last one. Now, Mike... This is where you're, you know, I gave you, I gave you some tough ones. I gave you some tough ones, but I think this is where you're going to really have to uh, flex your muscles here. Okay. Okay. Um, so the movie, obviously we know it, it is um, Beauty and the Beast. Are you familiar? Mm. <laughs> You're familiar, okay? They did a couple. They did a remake of it. They did a live action one. You know, great movie, great movie. And um, my wife plays these songs to my kid at night. Sometimes she'll play Beauty and the Beast songs while he's drifting off to sleep. It's it's really nice. But what you have to do, good, but that's me. What you have to do is put maybe a guy that is almost. Um, he he deserves to be canceled pretty good. He um, you you might make an argument that this guy can never come back into the public eye because he's such a, such a terrible person. Okay, okay. So this is where you're really now. I think I have an idea where you might go with this, but you have to bring <laughs> you have to bring R. Kelly 
Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. R. Kelly, how do we regain the trust of America, of the fans, of everyone, and justify him being in a Disney movie? Well, I would have. I have to did guess. You, did, folks, did you just hear the, well, uh, that was Mike going, oh, God, I hate you. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 essentially. This yeah. is. You know, Mike gives me softball, 90 mile an hour fastball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike gives me these games where I have to guess these questions and I generally have no chance and usually lose most of his games. This is like a little bit of like, all right, Mike, screw you. (laughs) Here's R. Kelly. Okay. So we're going to go into sequel land right here. Beauty and the Beast 2. Yeah, this is Beauty and the Beast Two starring R. Kelly, <laughs> but you know it's not a sequel. Okay, it's a prequel. Ooh, yeah. So we are still the pieces, the beast. Uh, Bell is trapped in his um, <clears throat> castle. Her, her, her. Oh, the yeah. beast is in his castle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And everybody is what they are. You know, a cop, a teapot, or whatever. R. Kelly is going to be the protagonist of this. and He just pisses to... in the teacup. And <laughs> I'm R. Kelly, baby. Yeah. Like he, he like shows up at the place and he got turned into like, um, let's say a broom. And R. Told... Kelly starring in Beauty of the Beast as the broom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's going to be his entire story. Like, people are talking about trying to fall in love and, you know, trying to not be egotistical. But um, he's going to be like the old scrappity broom. Like, he is the one, like, even if the curse gets turned around, he cannot go back to his human form. And he talks about the evils of what he became and how he wishes to be human again. I was just a broom sitting in the closet, in the closet, and just a broom, just a broom sitting in the closet. I feel like that would be one of his songs. Yeah, and I feel like he's going to be kind of brought in as somewhat uh oh he's changing his way sympathetical but in the end there's going to be like a twist and it's like oh he's still evil and he's like if i'm a broom everybody's saying the way it is you're going to be a beast and whatever and they're gonna basically like find like uh napkins in the side they're like wait a minute how old are the napkins and why are they um all discolored and stuff like that so we're, we're going to acknowledge what the situation was, but we're going to have the beast destroy him in the end. Like, there's, like, this big fight. Like, let's say the broom has some kind of magic. That's the only way he can, like, fight against the oh, beast. He, he has magic, end, all right. Yeah, he, he definitely yeah. has magic, yeah. Yeah, and but in the end, the beast is like, I throw you out of my castle, and he just chucks him off the side. Like into a big pit where Gaston eventually went in the future. Yeah. But I'm just so a we, broom, gonna... no longer in the closet. I'm no longer in the closet. I'm getting killed by Gaston. I'm a broom. 
Mm. It's a good classic. It's a good classic. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know if that brings R. Kelly back into people's um, dinner table discussions. Like, hey, you know, <laughs> you know, new, new R. Kelly coming out, but I do like him playing the crusty broom. I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, the, but the, then the allegations come out from, from, Chip and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he made me come to the. What did he fill you with? (laughs) 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 Oh God. Um. So yeah. Once again, we reach our level of stupidity for tonight. Uh, Mike, great job. Great job. I I think the winner of your three is actually. Um. What was the second one? Uh. It was. Oh, uh, Kanye West. I th- I think oh, Kanye right. West. Uh, Monsters Inc. Yeah. yeah, Monsters Inc. I think it has a great way to say like his monsters are the ones taking over him, kind of, and he he lived it and saw the damage. Um, Will Smith was good too. He was just kind of doing Will Smith things, you know, just being like, "Hey, I'm back. I'm cool. I'm hip. I'm with it." Um, Ellen. Um, I think you're gonna have to do a little editing, maybe chop down the uh the hour of uh <laughs> of them being angry at her. Um yeah, don't t- don't touch my vision, okay? <laughs> All right. When I get down to California and this is getting made, I'm gonna I'm not gonna tell them what you told me, okay? That mm. that way they don't tell you you're not allowed at the premiere. All right. But anyway, what a great episode tonight, man. So honored to have Mixed Master Mike on the show. Um, and it's, uh, it, it's a, good, a good benchmark for us. Um, we've, been, we've been doing this thing for, for nine years now, com- coming on the decade uh, next year. Um, and it's just uh, we, we've pursued and we, we have got them and, and we did it. George Thurgood, Mixed Master Mike, we've had relative weeks in years where we've had like oh my god a one-two punch but that might be one of the best one-two punches we've ever had so um thank you guys for tuning in thank you uh mike for for coming on and giving us some of your time uh uh, you're welcome no no mine would be like thank you mike for being unavailable um so we could finally move this show a little bit forward so but Scott, uh, i just figured out another way r kelly can get yeah, yeah mike why are you texting me at 3 a.m <laughs> no, no, no. Hear, hear me, me out hear me out hear me out r kelly and lilo and stitch i got it i got it i figured it out <laughs> but anyway uh my mike uh anything to promote before we get out of here Scott, by the time this episode goes out, I will have hopefully have had five dogs. Five dogs. The verbal shenanigan hawk land gracefully on my arm thanks to our friends at Sky Falconry. Oh, are you going there? I am going there, Scott. Sky Falconry invites you. Oh, my God. You better, better take some content there. Oh, I will. Invites you to experience flying a trained bird of prey. To your glove and learn about one of the world's oldest hunting traditions in picturesque settings of San Diego and the mountains of the Alpine. Go to skyfalconry.com to check out their tours and how you can do what I do and it's have a big old bird land on my hand. <laughs> this is how you become bird people after this week. And your wife is like, let's get seven birds. And you're like, okay. As long as they give me Danny, um, 
<laughs> That's no, a, we're not naming it R. Kelly. I don't care if he was in a Disney movie. That is a way inside joke from us. But anyway, we did have Sky Falconry on from uh, years ago. Uh, great, great place. Great experience. Um, I will quickly promote uh, February 25th. I will be jumping in the Atlantic Ocean once again for the uh, fundraiser for the Special Olympics, the polar bear plunge down in Seaside Heights. My team, the Frozen Clovers, which is only a team of 10, which is me and my cousins, we are sitting in like 20-something place in the most funds uh, raised. We have raised over $5,000 for the Special Olympics. If you would like to donate and make that uh, even more money, uh, we'd be really glad uh, for your donation. So uh, I will put that up once again on the uh, Twitter or or Instagram and and whatnot. It goes to a great cause. It is the single-day biggest fundraiser in the country um, or on the East Coast or whatever for a great cause. I have also fact-checked them on where – the money goes and they turn out to be one of the most generous charities uh going so i will jump in atlantic thank you mix master mike thank you um i don't know Dwayne the ferret mike um you guys have been listening to verbal shenanigans thank you so much keep the win at your back oh wow i, I messed it up i've done that a hundred thousand life is funny keep the wind at your back I forgot to mention, I still haven't told my parents I got the third one yet. Listening to verbal shenanigans. Mm.